0: Hi, this is Bill Smith from Trek Geeks, and you're listening to 5-Year Mission, the podcast.
1: I don't know why, but you are. So there's that. Coconut.
2: 5-Year Mission, the podcast, episode 33.
0: This episode of 5-Year Mission, the podcast is brought to you by Fansets, your home for all things pop culture pin related. Head over to fansets.com and see all that they have to offer. And also stay tuned at the end of the episode for a very special offer from us here at 5-Year Mission. By now you figure. Welcome to another edition of 5-Year Mission, the podcast, the only podcast hosted by a band called 5-Year Mission, where we talk about Star Trek and we talk about the band 5-Year Mission, which is us joining me tonight, uh, per usual, whenever you hear my voice first, I got Mike Rittenhouse from 5-Year Mission, sitting in Hero House Comics. How you doing? (laughs) Wow, that's... You're always super-duper enthusiastic before we start the show, and then you just shut down. I have a character to maintain. Oh, okay. Anyway, (laughs) this is an idea I have had for a while, since like even before the podcast started, where I wanted to start having comedians on the show, and I would give them three choices of episodes to watch. Um, I've always hoped that it would be someone that doesn't know too much about Star Trek and our first comedian guest. I, it's a dead ringer for it. So yeah, it's, he, 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 ticks that box, especially, uh, this is a comedian. He has a brand new album out called Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. Uh, mm-hmm. he's also a writer for the Bob and Tom show, uh, Sirius XM radio. And, uh, he also has a podcast, which I'm still hoping for a season two of called entertainment federation wrestling. <laughs>
1: uh, so welcome our guest, Mr. Joe Bates. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Andy. And thank you for the warm round of applause, Mike. Um, I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. It, it's good. Everything. I mean, I really want to bring back EFW too, but it's just tough getting all three of us together. We've got season two planned out. Oh, we, re- we just have to record it. We've got all the kind of arcs we want to do. Oh man. I can't, I'm, I'm just, I'm, re- what I'm, what I'm really waiting for us to see if, guy with a gun has finally upgraded oh yeah i uh i think i think he kind of takes a step back in season two because there really is only <sighs> so many jokes you can do with a guy with a gun <laughs> that's true <laughs> no other <laughs> name just guy with a gun yeah <laughs> yeah he's good
0: <laughs> and bear of course yeah but
1: bear but now, yeah, dead, isn't yeah if you're listening to this yeah i would uh, check out Well uh bear is yeah i think bear is officially in canon dead Okay. <laughs> as, as long as it's can. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate you having me in the podcast. Uh, I don't know if I appreciate you making me watch this episode, but. Oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> All right. Here's the, here. Here's the
0: thing I, I gave to Joe. I can't I can't remember my third one off the top of my head, but I gave him the two of the choices that I gave him were either uh, abandoned lizard babies or <laughs> and everyone knows exactly what episode I'm talking about when I say that. Uh and also Florida Florida man gets pregnant, and Joe, of course, went ahead
1: and chose Threshold. So Ooh. you didn't say you didn't say lizard baby, you just you just said Captain has sex with a lizard kinda. And I was very oh, intrigued, right. <laughs> very that's intrigued right. by what that meant. Right. The kinda well, was the key word. <laughs>
0: In a roundabout sort of way, Janeway did have sex with a lizard, more or less. <laughs> but before we get to talking about the episode, um, like I said, I wanted comedians on that aren't super duper familiar with Star Trek. So before this, Joe, what was your exposure to Star Trek before all this?
1: So I was in a d and group and we would play constantly. And they were one guy was very much in the Star Trek, uh, Stephen Giles. And he kind of convinced the rest of the group to watch it. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And I was like, you know what? I'll watch all the Star Trek. I'll do it. And I started watching, uh, and I watched this because I told Stephen that I really liked the Orville, which I enjoyed watching Orville. And he goes, "Uh, you should watch the show that it's just stealing from constantly. And I go, okay. So I watched Star Trek Next Generation. I was like, oh, man, this is stealing from the Orville, this show. I watched a couple (laughs) seasons. And then I just kind of started falling asleep while I was watching it. And, I, was, and then I have all my faves, all the Star Trek shows that have ever existed in my faves on Netflix. And uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get to them. <laughs> it's <laughs> just, not going to happen. Just being honest. I like Star Trek The Next Generation. I saw, so I've seen all the new Star Trek movies, and I've seen the Orville and a little bit of The Next Generation is really all okay. I've got. So I've got everything that's like what you guys hate. No, <laughs> well, no, not at all. I mean, oh, we're thinking, Orville. I guess Orville. Is, everyone really likes Orville. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of Orville.
2: Yeah, and Andy and I are opposite there. I, I actually love the Orville. Nice. It's, it's uh, I like that it's
1: not funny that much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which is why I started kind of giving up on it. I'm just like, eh. I would this say this episode good. you made me watch tries to attempt comedy attempt comedy more than uh the orville and it doesn't make it better
0: well it, it, unfortunately i started you off with my least favorite series which is voyager um i mean i've i finished it which That's, is more i can more than i can say for next generation with you but
1: is that voyager is it, voyager is supposed to be the worst one there it's it's high it's highly debatable
2: Yeah, it depends on who you talk to. Some people like it the best.
1: Some people like it
2: the best. Are they idiots? (laughs) (laughs) What are they watching? If you
1: listen to this podcast, you think Voyager is the best. I got two words
2: for you. I don't agree. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't judge the entire series on threshold. No. (laughs) No. Okay. I mean, uh, you could you could probably
0: judge a lot of Star Trek by threshold. But... There's a
1: lot of context clues I got for what the season's about, but mm-hmm. it's the second season, so I, I'll, I'll, yeah. when we start the episode, I'm going to ask questions about it because I, I'm very confused by a lot of the characters. <laughs> Especially yeah, we'll like the... ranks. I don't know people's ranks in this.
0: <laughs> One of them is is a very important because he's like he's like known in the Star Trek universe for like. Constantly, never getting a promotion, but he was like a series regular. Gotcha. <laughs> but, okay, I'm just going to read the quick uh, memory alpha sort of quick synopsis uh, of huh, Threshold. Uh, a specially outfitted warp capable shuttlecraft piloted by Tom Paris successfully reaches warp ten, breaking the trans warp barrier. But the side effects of breaking the barrier may cost the crew of Voyager their best helmsman. <laughs> And yeah. I want to I start off by saying, I think this episode breaks the record for saying the name of the episode <laughs> in it the most times. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. That's crazy.
1: They, they say But it like makes sense now you say that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. With the, I, within the first five minutes, they say threshold four times.
1: Yeah, I never even put that together. But you're right; they do. <laughs> they're they doing a little. You know, when the I feel like every episode of Star Trek that starts, and again, I've watched few. This is how I've known. Is uh, you always know it's the holodeck. <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. always know they're in the holodeck when something crazy is happening.
0: <laughs> For the most part, yeah. Yeah, I could I could see that. But they were well, the, the original series didn't have a holodeck. Yeah, that's why it's garbage. <laughs> 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 the holodeck. man, you are not making any fans tonight, Joe. <laughs> no 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 well, Boy, oh my God. Uh, you're stupid for watching voyager tos yeah. is garbage <laughs> yeah, yeah, i yeah, only yeah. watched the first three seasons which is the worst seasons of next generation chris pines the best captain <laughs> wow joe yeah, i'm old, coming
1: in hot i'm coming hot in hot takes
0: early on yeah
1: so uh, can I, can I ask you a question about this episode or is one thing that bothers me? Thomas Eugene Paris. Whoa. Research. They say his full name in it. I wrote it down. Yeah. Thomas Eugene Paris. What is his job? He's the helmsman. He's like, he's, he, he's the pilot. Oh, he's the, he's like what data
0: was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's- for, for, for a little background, uh, Tom Paris used to be part of uh, the Maquis. Right, Mike? Am I, is my memory correct? Yeah, well, yeah, I think. Okay. The, 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 the Maquis were like these resistance fighters that were like, basically wanted to like keep their planets, but kind of wanted to keep, keep, keep the Federation out. So God, he's so. kind of a, he's, he's one of the ragtag bunch. That joins the Voyager. He's crew. like the he's like the rebels, but the
1: Empire is good.
2: So, so well, Voyager I... was sent to hunt down a Maquis ship, and Tom Paris was a uh, he was in like Federation prison because he had helped the Maquis, and Janeway got him out of prison right. to help her track down this Maquis ship. Then, in the process, they yeah, all so ended they, up in the Delta Quadrant, seventy thousand light years from from Earth, and from had Earth. to work together. I to make their way home. I
1: hate Thomas Eugene Paris. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this character. I hate everything about him. I hate the way he talks. I hate his comedy chops. I <laughs> liked him best at the end when he wasn't a human no more. That was my best Thomas Eugene Paris. Does he, is he the one there's a, well, there's a part in the, there's a part in the show where a guy talks to a guy named Reddick. And yeah. Is that Thomas Eugene Paris talking to him? No, that's not him. That is. It a, looks just is... like the guy. I was very confused. That <laughs> is a thing. that is a
0: traitorous spy. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. His arc
1: wasn't great in this episode. It was
0: fine. No, <laughs> it was very brief, but yeah, that was that was part of the season arc that they had like a uh, a little spy aboard that was uh, giving
1: information to the enemy. Gotcha. Because that I didn't like that guy either.
2: At this point in Voyager, one of the main uh, races is uh called the Kazon. They look like Klingons that haven't the washed their hair enemies ever. and uh, yeah yeah it's, be- yeah
0: it's basically like tall, tall, flat dreads. It looked like they are chimney sweeps
2: yeah <laughs> and uh, throughout this throughout this season, there's a character, one of the crew members on Voyager who's like leaking information to the Kazon. and that was one of the the little scenes that they're dropped kind of throughout episodes didn't really have anything to do with the rest of the episode. It was just no. kind of a part of the season story. Does
1: this episode have any lasting effect throughout the season or throughout the series no that's that that's one of the greatest things about this
0: weird ass episode is that they never mentioned the lizard babies ever again they
1: they just let the did they let the lizard babies okay so at the end of the episode people i'm assuming everyone listening has watched every episode okay basically spoiler
0: alert for a 30 year old show
1: (laughs) <laughs> but i i guess i'm just saying like you probably know what they're talking about if you're listening to this episode you don't need to be yeah. recapped on threshold right. um did they just leave the lizard babies or yeah. was there like so i i thought for a second that they just kind of said something about it and they just burned them <laughs> no. i thought it was like like and i i know you're i know you guys are big star wars fans more than star trek uh i felt it was like <laughs> When I mean, the best episode of Star Wars were Anakin kills the younglings, I thought they were just yep. slice and, and genocide of the future, <laughs> of the future species. I thought they killed them because you can't was, just let those out there. It's what
0: was what was funny is that it was covered in like the uh, in like the the, the the second in command, Chakotay, the guy the guy with the face tattoo.
1: Yeah, I don't but, like him. I don't. Yeah. I, it's like the worst
0: actor I've ever seen. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Chakotay. His, uh, his
1: agreed. Is he but supposed it, to be the beard guy in next generation? Riker. Yeah. Riker? Yeah, is been, he he's supposed to be Riker? Yeah. It's but like so, it, it's like they chiseled Riker out of a stone and uh the only thing that stayed was the acting of the stone. <laughs> 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 was, we need to we will find them. Okay. It's, it's like dude, <laughs> just make him a Klingon and make it work. Like what is this? Right. My species oh, just yeah. kinda has a little tattoo right here. <laughs> <laughs> We're <laughs> <fucking> nuts.
0: <laughs> Whatever is his whole lineage in like <laughs> and like, a, like a couple other episodes, and it's just the dumbest thing. But yeah, uh, he actually has, Chakotay has a line like right near the end of the episode before they go into sickbay and show uh, Janeway and Paris as human again. Uh, he was like, I decided to leave the offspring back on the planet. Oh. <laughs> and that was it. He didn't, like, give, give, like, a reason why or anything. He's just like, eh, I just left them.
2: So he made the choice for them. Right. Those were their children. Jane, <laughs> it is. Janeway's body is Janeway's choice, Wait, you know? What, what if the doctor could have done the same process to make those into human kids? They could have had triplets. The doctor's a robot, right?
0: Yes, a hologram. hologram. Wait, what? An, an EMH. Yeah, uh, it was a it, they actually covered it here. I'm going to give you another little background thing uh, I, I, they, they actually started developing developing that during Star Trek Deep Space Nine, where the actual physical human version of that doctor came to start doing research
1: about making this program. Gotcha. That's a very strange thing. But he is the only character I liked of anyone. Oh, no. Yeah, he's like he, he's like
0: he's like my one of the few redeeming factors of Voyager yeah. for me.
1: He, but everyone else is atrocious. In this. But uh, yeah, he he makes a couple jokes. They're very dry. I enjoy that. Oh yeah. So that makes more sense. I thought it was. I thought he was a robot, and I was confused by the jokes he was making because I was oh, like, if yeah. you're a robot, you wouldn't have this sense of humor because <laughs> it's like really dark and like. So okay, that makes more sense. All right. Basically, but,
2: like a super advanced holodeck character.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. He was net, like, net. I was like that makes sense why he could be in the guest but he can
2: somehow touch people. Well yeah, yeah, just like in the holodeck how you can oh, interact gotcha. with 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 items and people. The yeah. the sickbay has hollow emitters. Emitters. So that he can he can be projected and and do operations and whatever. Okay. And again, had you had you kept going in next generation,
0: this would have been covered, Joe.
1: So bad. So so sorry about that. <laughs> but then if I kept going on it, you wouldn't have me in the podcast because I would just know more than you guys. Uh... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, th- all right. Now, next question. I'm going to ask yes. questions here because I'm very. Well, oh no! Please do. So, Kim. Hey. Yes.
0: Is he a helmsman? He is an he is an ensign, and he is. Uh, what is his? Job so there, Mike. He
2: he's he is like a science officer. He he is okay. So I know how you said like Data was like the pilot, but Data is actually the science officer on the Enterprise. So Harry Kim to drive
0: the ship a lot. Yeah,
2: Harry, Harry Kim does a lot of is stuff. sort of like that. Also, he's like the science officer. Um, gotcha.
1: Yeah. So why did they? Why was he able to fly it more than than Thomas Eugene Prince? <laughs> Big cryer, big wow, wow baby, call the wambulance. <laughs> it's okay to cry in my room when I'm alone. Ugh, God, oh, yeah. I
0: always <laughs> I, I thought that was the weirdest thing. Of one of some of his best memories as a kid was crying in his room alone. It's like, and they they never wow. bring it back
1: up. He never cries later. He just says this weird thing about crying, and
2: then that's it. They never bring it up in the rest of the series either.
1: No, it's is his dad a big deal at any point in the show? Kinda, of, but not. He's not a really he, big deal, but he. Not, he, not visually. They talk about him, though. Yeah, Is his I mean, dad's I mean, name Thomas Eugene King. Wait, his last name's Paris Joe. That joke oh. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean Thomas Eugene France. <laughs> <laughs> Good save. That that works better. <laughs> and these are the moments you get when someone doesn't know what he's talking about here on the, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so why. I, so, Kim, no. so why could why could Kim fly the fly the shuttle and not that guy?
2: So you, you you're talking about like why he why why the captain was going to let Harry Kim fly instead of
1: yeah because he said he'd have a two percent chance.
2: Well, could, because mm. he had he had a heart defect, brain oh. defect. Oh. And and because of the risk of that being a problem in this experimental flight, she was going to let Harry do it instead.
1: That make okay. I didn't hear that part. I was just wondering because I thought I was like, is Kim it, not a human? It, is it, Kim it, somebody else? Were,
2: were you even watching the episode, or were you just like <laughs> scribbling down bad jokes about character names that don't even exist? <laughs>
1: uh, I did like. Well, yeah. You know what, Mike? I don't need this sass. All right. <laughs> I could I,
2: if this is what your Star Trek you guys loved. I could write this stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll I'll switch back to my regular character.
1: <laughs> oh no, I
0: hate it more. <laughs> we we lost
1: <laughs> him. We lost him. Uh, I the I did like the I thought this was the stupidest line in the whole thing, outside the crying thing was uh when that guy was like couldn't breathe and stuff, the 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 one person goes to the doctor and goes, what's happening? He goes, I have no idea. I'm assuming it's the warp ten. It's like, yeah, it's the warp ten thing. <laughs> it's not assuming it is definitely the thing he just did. <laughs> the life threatening thing. Where he disappeared and came back after seeing everything in the entire universe. Yeah, that might do something to me. I don't know. I heard you were looking for me so I came back. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. Also, <laughs> they don't turn into a it looks like the it, in 25 million years when we evolve even further, we turn into a catfish that can <laughs> with talk, legs. That can't communicate. That flops around, easily easily defeated by a photon. Easily like a little yeah, laser. They
0: got stunned pretty quick
1: yeah they are just like literally they're writing in the sand with sticks and it's like oh yeah this is great yeah we're really evolving (laughs) in the right direction idiots (laughs) just every time someone evolves they should turn in the light that's the best thing you can do just turn in the (laughs) essence not a catfish like
0: my the the, like the, the one thing that i thought about was that like I think it's hilarious that Chakotay just left those three babies on the planet. So now there's some random planet. We're not sure exactly where it is, but there's three super evolved humans on a planet now.
1: Yeah. But you don't want to, you don't want to mess with them. Cause when they grow up, they're going to grab sticks in their mouths and write in the sand, some <laughs> stuff that's not even, I thought they were going to come up and see in the sand, like all these designs and everything, but no, I right. just, they just looked up and got... Sh- they just, their first instinct was shoot. <laughs> this species they've never seen before. They're not supposed to mess with other like people's territories or whatever. Pew, yeah. pew. I hope it's them. It's them. All right, let's bring them back. <laughs> they have kids? Eh, <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> Everyone which, should which, be which fired. Which was the captain, the female they, one? They should all be fired, except another character I hate. This character I hate second most. And this is the one that shouldn't be fired. Is the guy who makes coffee, Neelix. I hate Neelix. <laughs> oh, correct. Everybody does. <laughs> Hillbilly redneck guy who they all talk down to, and they all talk down to him. And he's like, "Well, here's the actual answer. Like, you're pathetic. You know, I hope you die. Your coffee tastes like shit." Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Wait, like,
0: what was the, what was the the coffee that he named after Paris? Like the Paris Blend or something?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When princely it, Paris.
0: <laughs> it's the prince of coffee.
1: Yeah, the Paris blend. It wasn't even like, you know, Paris to the max. You know, it wasn't even like a fun, <laughs> it was dumb. Like something you could order, order it like the Peach Pit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And since, because at Warp 10 you everywhere at all times, the Paris blend should be him throwing coffee in your face. <laughs> <laughs> Dodge this superhuman. <laughs> yeah uh another thing another thing I, well my girlfriend wants like the first 10 minutes and then had to leave oh she, poor katie she goes this is just conversations I, like, yeah, that's, <laughs> I just realized i was like yeah that's all star trek is they just talk welcome,
0: welcome to a lot of the mid-90s star treks
1: yeah i guess that's true i was wondering i was like did star Trek next generations like this I was like no this is just this is just dialogue. I don't know why you would write that much dialogue. And it's all nonsense <laughs> words. Oh, they're, 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 I was, I was going to ask you about, about the techno babble. Like, the techno babble. You... Here's a question Do Star Trek fans think they're. This, this, might, be, this might be hitting a nose. So, <laughs> The Big Bang Theory was a very popular show. Yes. And people who watched it enjoyed it and felt they were smart because they would say things like Pythagorean Theorem. <laughs> and they'd be like, which, I know that you can I'm smart. Say. I'm watching a smart show. And I feel like that's <laughs> how people's minds work when they watch The Big Bang Theory, even though it was like fine. It's fine as a sitcom. It wasn't very smart, but it was fine. Do Star Trek fans feel smart because you hear a bunch of made up words and it no. makes you feel okay? No, it's more, it, it, it's more judgmental that you, somebody else wouldn't understand the techno babble and you do. <laughs> it makes us, it makes us feel a little bit better when we
0: could actually uh, remember what some of the techno babble was. Cause
1: it's like, I was able to actually remember that word. <laughs> okay. That's okay. That's what it is. Well, all right. which is I was wondering which is, if like, that's like a fan thing where you're like, Oh, all these like engineering words that aren't even real words. No, oh, but see, the good, the great thing is that, uh,
0: with the, the newest series, uh, Star Trek Discovery, Tig Notaro joined the cast in the second season. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she has said in multiple interviews that, like, she actually has to have somebody with the script right, right off camera to like feed her all like the techno babble. She was like,
1: she was like, yeah, I may be on Star Trek, but I don't know any of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 probably what happens. And I, I imagine when uh, Star Trek fans saw that interview, they were like, well, I should be that role now. <laughs> oh, no,
0: it's great because I because right now, like the main quintessential Star Trek podcast, that's like sanctioned by Paramount and CBS Star Trek, the pod directive, which is hosted by Tawny Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, and, gotcha. Yeah, it's great because Paul, both of them are huge Trekkies. Like, I didn't know that. And then so when they had like Tig Notaro on, it was great because Paul F. Tompkins and Tig are both like old friends and stuff. So she was really opening up about like, that's great, how it freaks her out to be on Star Trek. And she was like, she was like, yeah, you're going to have to like tutor me
1: in some of this Star Trek stuff because (laughs) I don't know. That's perfect. Okay, cool. All right, cool. I heard Discovery is like more action packed than it is
0: Conversations. Yeah, Discovery is definitely one of those series where if, like, somebody hasn't watched Star Trek before and they're into the more, like, modern stuff, like the Marvel movies or, like, the yeah. Star Wars movies and stuff like that, that would be where I would start a lot of people off with. There's definitely a lot of Easter eggs pointing to, like, the original series, but beyond that, like, you don't have to know a ton about Star Trek going into Discovery. Gotcha. Because it's like a it's like, it's, 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 it's like a prequel
1: series, so... Gotcha. Okay. And the yeah. writer, uh, this is a tangent now that I'm thinking about. Do mm. you remember the line he says when he's like turning into a mutant or whatever, or he, and this, I, I tell you, the writer probably thought he was very smart when he <laughs> wrote it and he was like, this is poignant. And this is going to sound really cool. <laughs> and he says the present and past are the future and the future is the past makes no sense for what happens in that episode at all. There is That's- no time dilution thing there's no going there's no he's all space not time that's something you say like in the middle like a cocaine bender yeah that well it seems like he was a little bit on one (laughs) he was in the part of evolution where humans do a lot of coke (laughs) when he starts yelling at the captain who is doing like five different voices when she's talking to him She's got, yeah. like, five accents she keeps going in and out of, and I don't understand it. It's a, it's a mix
0: between, like, a weird, like, New England accent and then, like, a weird kind of, like, I lived in England
1: when I was eight kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it, I would say it's, like, which is kind of an oxymoron, like, pro, fancy Scottish.
2: <laughs> like,
1: okay. I can see that. Like a Scottish science, like more. If if I had to pick an accent for Moira McTaggart from X Men, yeah, nerds, I know some other stuff, okay? Yeah, I just don't know Star Trek as much, but some other things I do know, okay? If I, she goes into Moira McTaggart, and I'm pronouncing it right, so you're so welcome. Uh, <laughs> and goes into it and then he goes out of it. Then, he's like, not talking like that. Then she's okay with having kids, and they're very calm and collected about the conversation that they had children together. Right. And had sex in order to do that. And were catfish lizards. <laughs> they're very, like, <laughs> well, that we evolved 25 million years ago. That, <laughs> that was, was a thing crazy. we did. Anyways, let's figure out who this Reddit guy is. <laughs> that's way more important. The Kasons Oh my god, <laughs> that that is crazy. And so that's okay. That's what I want. There's no. It doesn't. It doesn't lead to anything. No. They didn't, They have Do they ever hook up again? Did they ever like a no. No, this is, an, this is an absolute
0: throwaway episode, like nothing from this episode. I, th- I think they realized what they had with Threshold and they are like, let's just never mention that again.
2: No, nah, nah, they mention it Wait. in Lower Decks.
0: Oh, okay. Which is the, Joe, that, that Lower Decks is the new animated series by, by Mike McMahon that worked on like Rick and Morty. And uh, yeah. what's his series on Hulu that he has? Oh, uh, Solar Opposites. Solar Opposites, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it has, it has a great, great voice cast too. Tawny Newsom is the main character, and uh, a bunch of uh, random comedians. Pa- pa- Paul F. Tompkins actually showed up as a as a bird
1: psychiatrist. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I overall I give Threshold five out of five stars. It is <laughs> really peak Star Trek. <laughs> oh I only seen a
0: few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well and you saw like one of the seasons
1: of tng that was like during like the writer's strike too oh really so the i will say this that my favorite episode of star trek i've ever seen is the one where uh picard goes back to france and like fights oh, with his brother with His at brother the, and the i'm like this is good television so,
2: so you got you got pretty far into tng then because that's like fourth season
1: Oh, then it was, yeah, I got like halfway through the four seasons is where I got. Because the last thing I remember seeing is my favorite Star Trek character. I think his name is Brantley. Barkley. Barkley. Brockley. Barkley, yeah. The guy who gets really smart because an alien takes over his body and he's like addicted to the holodeck. And yep. yeah, no, that guy's great. I love
0: Barkley. Oh, no, he's, he's definitely a fan favorite. And he, he 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 comes he comes up
1: a few more times later on. It just sounds, it's just like, hey, I'm kind of smart. I need to get confident. Uh, okay, I'm going to get all of it. <laughs> and then it's going to go away. Oh, also, I'm going to lie a whole bunch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of lies. Oh, and no, I, like, it... We should fire this guy because he's, he's really m- causing us a lot of pain. And <laughs> he definitely wants to kill Trois or do something with her. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, Wait, who? Trois? Trois? Troy. Troy. Troy, Troy, Counselor Troy, Deanna Troy. Sorry, I'm I'm still stuck in the French episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, this Tom captain Tom is, is is, 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 is a cap- Was it Catherine Jane Eyre? What's her name? Janeway. Janeway. Catherine, Catherine Janeway. Janeway. Catherine Janeway. Now is, is she like one of the best captains? Yes. Like, are they
0: lost? yeah they were they, they were actually uh, sucked through a wormhole and basically put on the complete opposite side of the universe and they don't have they, they, they so now they can't com, they can't uh, communicate with starfleet headquarters to let them know that they're
1: lost gotcha so, so the, this is that the, the season arc or the series arc well that's the series arc cuz they're just trying trying to get home constantly that makes sense so so captain jane way as an actual captain what regardless of whether it's like fun to watch is like the best one of the best captains she's up there yeah Uh,
0: she's i mean she's she definitely has her hardcore fans she has some she she also has her hardcore detractors but it's again with star trek like somebody's favorite is going to be someone's least favorite and vice versa so not barkley everyone's favorite
1: (laughs) (laughs) undebatable (laughs) because i feel like shatner is technically the worst captain Oh, like I, I'm I, not yeah. even talking about like, like enjoying like the acting, or like what they do. I just mean as a captain, like doing captain things. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Picard is like the best captain you're ever gonna have. If you're if you're picking a captain for your ship, Picard's the pick. The guy on Star Trek Enterprise, I feel like Shatner level bad. No,
0: no. He was a, a, a Bacula, Scott Bakula, the actor. Yeah. yeah. But he was Captain Archer. He was, he had to be kind of an innovator because on Enterprise, he was, they were like the first starship to go out
1: there in space. So he was oh, kind of learning. He, he was kind of learning. That, on that's plot. in the past before Next Generation.
2: It, it takes yeah. place a hundred years before Captain Kirk.
1: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. like the first ever Star Trek.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and the, in the timeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chronologically.
1: Yeah. because yeah, Oh, so now I get why that guy said the future is the past and the present. Because <laughs> Enterprise was- enterprise is next, and that's the past, but it's the future. <laughs> totally get it, Thomas Eugene Harris. <laughs> now I totally understand, now. You're really... Oh, another thing that very much bothered me is yeah. uh, when he tells me he has two hearts, yeah. and they show the screen... It's not it's not that the it's not that the screen is like necessarily bad graphics. I just don't get how the system works because it's very cartoony. Yes. And it can't be light. it can't be what's actually happening because it's too animated. Like you're it's like you're taking real life photos and then putting a cartoon filter and they're moving like way <laughs> too much. Way it's, too much for how hard a,
0: it's a whole like Instagram filter in sickbay there.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I don't even know how a doctor would learn anything from looking at that thing. Because <laughs> the lungs are covering most of the, you can't even see all the organs. You just see lungs and luckily the two hearts are in between. S- squished together. Like, te- like a couple of testes. <laughs> just beating. It doesn't make any sense. Because it's a cartoon, and then so that's why yeah. that's why all the all the
0: instruments that he has are like big big rubber mallets and just sticks of <laughs> sticks of generic dynamite.
1: Yeah, I also like that. This bothers me with sci-fi shows is uh, they have like the touch screen thing, mm-hmm. but none of the buttons change. So then it shouldn't really be touch screen <laughs> because it should just change as you touch things. I would assume, but it's like this area is highlighted yellow and red. There should be buttons they're actually pushing in. Instead of just weird touch uh, smudge uh, thing,
0: a lot of that a lot of that was uh, was budgetary though. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so judgmental, Joe. God. Which Look, which 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 actually on Discovery they kind of they kind of rectify that, but it's a thing that a bunch of like the weird gatekeeping nerds are super mad about. It cause it's like, why do they have better technology on something that's supposed to take place before the original series? Oh, because don't tell they them. have...
1: Because they have paramount money right now. Yeah, don't tell those people to watch the first three episodes of Star Wars. (laughs) Because that (laughs) doesn't make any sense. I like Star Wars a whole bunch, (laughs) but not enough to know I wouldn't do a podcast. (laughs) You know, I I wouldn't start a Star Wars band, you know. There Uh, is one
2: only a yeah. only a full part of Star
1: Wars oh, oh, there's another Star Wars band in town there's a Star Trek a famous Star Trek band probably mm-hmm. been on star trek.com twice which That's is right. crazy and there's a Star Wars band who I guess has not been on star wars.com twice they've been on star wars.com once wait really yeah
0: whoa yeah some guy says that some guy came and did some uh, like little mini
1: documentary about them
2: oh yeah i remember that
1: yeah. Do you
2: they, guys they, ever they, do our they, uh, hot shit?
1: Oh my god. Look, I don't want to I don't want to be your agent or your manager, but Battle of the Bands yeah. we've done Start. it. Jeez, the multiple past, times the future is the past the president past or <laughs> the future i'm gonna be a catfish soon <laughs> <laughs> that's what
0: I'm, that's that's one of the things i'm waiting waiting for now someone needs to photoshop joe as a catfish
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> okay. damn, catfish um <laughs> it's so stupid and it's so so the other thing is you told me that captain jane Eyre. Uh, <laughs> she has sex with a lizard, kinda. And I start watching uh-huh. the show, and that doesn't happen till the last ten minutes, right? So the whole time I'm like, "When's the lizard, this lizard gonna show?" Up? And, and then, <laughs> that's what I was gonna. It's like, is Thomas Eugene the captain? Then I was like, "Oh, he. Here's what happened. He went in warp ten, traveled everywhere, and just accidentally became a lizard body." got impregnated by a lizard. He's going to have a lizard baby, but that's not that really, really. I got to say, telling me what's going to happen in the episode only helped that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Cause if I, that didn't happen, I really, I, if you didn't tell me that, I think I would be like, this is very boring. Oh, yeah. uh, I get it. They're going to fix him, But then but the, the, the idea of fornicating a lizard, Damn. <laughs> very <Yeah>. intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> well, see, I, I don't know, know how those things have sex. They can't even move. They're like sloths.
0: They're like cat sloth fish. One of them, one of them like gets, gets on their back. They're not going to be able to get back up like a turtle.
1: Yeah, it's a, a very stupid design. Luckily, <laughs> I'll be dead before 25 million years from now. These, Actually, these super but, evolved humans are poorly designed. <laughs> 25 million years plus whatever the distance between now and Star Trek uh, Voyager mm-hmm. is. So those two numbers combined. Now a lot would say that the years between here and there are meaningless compared to 25 million, but I work in numbers and I want to be exact. <laughs> it,
2: it, it would be about 25, 250 years.
1: There you go. So
2: that, yeah, I guess, I
1: guess we could be flying around space in 250 years. We're already making a
0: space hotel. Yeah, because because Voyager takes takes place between the years twenty three seventy one and
1: twenty three seventy eight. Yeah, it'd be pretty Man. cool. Be pretty cool to be in space. <laughs> do people in Star Trek have they? Do they live to like? What's the lifespan for Star Trek people later on? Is it like still eighty years, ninety years, or do they live? No, low?
2: H- humans typically live around like a hundred to a hundred and ten. Or so in Star Trek if they don't, you know, die. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta
1: good one, Mike. I I gotta be honest, this is great. Just I love being able to ask you people that know whatever question I'm gonna ask. Like the fact (laughs) that you know the lifespan of humans in Star Trek, like boom. Yeah, oh no, totally. Well, because of, um,
0: because Bones from the original series shows up on Star Trek: Next Generation, he's like what, like 112 when he when he shows up oh, on, on yeah. the Enterprise, something like that. He's all grizzled with the with the beard and everything, and all talking to talking to Data. You're one of them androids, ain't you?
1: Now, yeah. I this is I don't know how to ask this without sounding too weird, but too Vulcans late. on yeah. the Star Trek Voyager is he is he a half half? No,
0: he is full Vulcan.
1: He's full Vulcan. Okay, so Vulcans aren't all just white guys then? No. Apparently not. That's true. Well, that's why I'm asking, because I I didn't know. Because Vulcans seem to be very much like we're the superior race, and that always barely gives off white supremacy vibes.
2: Well, as, (laughs) as, as, as Spurgeon would say, they are a master race. Oh, yeah. Our, the, the other guy <laughs> in our band
0: actually referred to Vulcans as the master race in an episode. And he goes, wait, wait, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I bring it up as often as I possibly can to him. Very, now.
1: very strange for you to say that when you're not a Vulcan, too. <laughs> like very. The definition of bootlicking. I just really, really respect
2: the, the Vulcans, the, you know? The conversation that we were having was what alien race would we want to be? right. Yeah, you don't want to be Klingon because nothing seems
1: good about that. <laughs> Cuz you, you you eat trash, you drink fire or whatever they do. I don't know. Seems <laughs> just... drink fire. The empath uh, you, you so blood. I think the empath person whatever whatever uh on a Troy is. He's Trois. a badozoid. Helen Latois. Yeah. Yeah, that but that seems like that would bo- that would get to you eventually. Oh
0: yeah, you would you'd like, like 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 being being a therapist. You would need a therapist,
1: basically. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think whatever Data is what is what I'd want to be. Android. Yeah, dude, he's pretty cool. <laughs> or his brother. No, Lore. not what was his brother's name? A tad. Oh. Ted. Yes, Ted. A tad. Data oh, a tad. baby. Uh, God damn it, Joe!
0: Did you just do the hang loose on that for that yeah, one? Dude, that didn't deserve
1: it. So
0: no basketball
1: (laughs) references. This is a Star Trek podcast. Touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, that episode gave me March
0: Madness. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Since we just reopened the city for March Madness in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing I want more during global pandemic than
1: a bunch of college kids uh <laughs> storming the downtown i'm yeah i'm excited to get my bracket busted because uh some teams back up small forward went to the tin roof without a <laughs> <laughs> who's the, are you the singer andy for the the five-year mission
0: on on three songs yes out of out of the 80 that we're going to be doing mike so- are you the drummer
2: uh sometimes joe <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good lord. Mike Mike sometimes wishes he was the drummer, but he he can't he can't play.
1: I just wanna I just wanna get under Mike in your skin. This is a little you know, a little little part of the show that I call Joe Time. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Joe Time. <laughs> yeah, most people do. Joe Time's awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I I don't think the episode I don't think the episode was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you're pretty much in the majority opinion with that
1: one though amongst everybody so yeah i i, I think it, I, it's it's tough now here's a question does do you think this episode has entertainment value oh like, absolutely so yeah. you think it's it's so bad it's good yes
2: so in, this- in, in my opinion every episode of star trek is it's entertaining no matter how bad it is. Some of them are so bad that they are fun to watch.
1: Yeah. That's, that, and that's what I'm trying that's the, that's the point I'm trying to get to is like, there are episodes that are bad and it's just not even fun to be watching what you're watching. <laughs> it's just like, this is bad. It's like boring. It's dull, but this one at least isn't boring. And I, I feel like, I feel like the doctor is the MVP of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. And without him, I really would not have liked it because <laughs> Thomas, Um, Thomas (laughs) Paris, old Tommy P and (laughs) (laughs) and Captain Jane Eyre. Uh, I just feel like their chemistry is atrocious and just (laughs) like really bad. And that final scene is one of the worst final scenes of any, and I haven't seen a lot, but any Star Trek I've ever seen where they're like, I want to have kids anyways, who knows? I'm going to give you a promotion, even though you, again, almost, well, I guess he didn't get anybody killed. He just right. almost died himself does <laughs> <laughs> he ever try warp ten again? No uh,
2: you yeah, don't they, even they never mention it again
0: no, like 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 most things that happen in this episode they don't mention it again
2: so
1: yeah, well, I know we're, <laughs> we're near an end here, but that doesn't, the guy can see everything in the universe at once and doesn't think, hey, maybe I should tell the Star Trek. CEO, <laughs> the CEO of Star Trek that hey we're lost and uh, it's pretty crazy over there but we're alive help us oh yeah see I didn't even think about that
0: like if he, if he can't be everywhere at once why didn't he go back to the Alpha Quadrant and be like hey come
1: find us you schmucks because Jane was like oh so well. plain Jane she just goes hey I, where is he and he's like I heard that <laughs> <laughs> heard that He doesn't want to go see his dad. He doesn't want to do any of this stuff. He just, he's like, he's like, I got to end this real quick to go do that. Like someone, (laughs) someone should sacrifice themselves to go. They know how to do it. They know how to get there. They have a way home and they just don't give a shit. Someone now they know how to cure it. I'm so upset. I'm just realizing all of this. I'm so upset right now. (laughs) They know how to do it. They know how to cure it and they never do it again.
0: Oh, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, th- one, th- one
0: thing I should have mentioned to you, and one of the other episodes I thought about giving you because it, it added kind of a more like Star Trek quandary was another episode of Voyager, which uh, combined two of what you've mentioned to be your favorite characters, like literally combines them in a transporter <laughs> accident. Two the Vulcan and then Neelix, the coffee guy, they get melded together. In uh, a transporter accident, and then Janeway has to figure out uh, what to do about it, and basically, it's just like,
1: "I'm going to kill you." Gee, That's I, it. I, I assume, <laughs> I assume she would say that she was going to cut them in half, and whoever says no, like a whole like to, bib,
0: like a biblical story. Yeah,
1: and whoever says no to that is the true mom. Because if Star Trek isn't anything, they're big, the big purveyors of the Old Testament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> totally. Uh, the Kazon's are the Egyptians. Ooh, they, <laughs> I think I don't know. <laughs> but wait, who did they get to build the pyramids then? Uh, the guy on so, the ship—that's a traitor. <laughs> okay, all right. Real slow. Did a real slow job at it. <laughs> <laughs> that was his penance. He was like, "You like this though? You like this?" Oh, oh, no don't, oh, I hate I hate I hate when characters are so desperate to be liked and then the other guys like, "Yeah, he's doing a lot for me, but pff, I don't care." And he's like, "Well, I'll try harder." And it's like, "Oh god, kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Just kill them. Just be done with them." Yeah. Just...
0: <sighs> Speaking of being done with it. Yeah, sorry, I go on tangents. See, no, no, that's a no. That's a that's a the segue for the ending of the show, Joe. Dude,
1: you're killing it right now. I no, know it was right? I think this is this is real smooth. This is natural. <laughs> this is Rob Thomas, Carlos Santana. This is exactly Ooh. what. It is. <laughs> just just like the ocean under the moon. Yeah, dude. The future <laughs> is the past. The past and present are the future. You know it. That's what I'm. Gonna, <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say when I get engaged. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to look her right in the eyes and be like, look, our past, our presence, they're the future. And our future is the past. I'm a Catfish. <laughs> <laughs>
2: getting new content from five-year mission you should head over to patreon.com slash five your mission and check out our patreon page as a patron of the band you will receive access to rare and behind the scenes pictures and videos and other cool stuff you will also have early access to many things like video releases or new songs you can sign up for different levels from ensign all the way up to admiral one of the perks of being an admiral on five year missions patreon is that you get to be a producer on this podcast Currently, our producers are Neil Carpenter, Helen Lake, Debbie Reinke, Carol Jones, Becky and Roxy, Steve and Frankie Palopoli, Madison Rachel Jones, and Jim Morehouse. Your name could be on this list if you sign up as an admiral. So head over to patreon.com slash five-year mission now. That's the number five-year mission.
0: that it's another ad for fansets.com that's right fansets.com they sponsor every single show on the Trek geeks network this month you can get brand new releases from dc comics including the original batman that's adam west and burt ward and all that caesar caesar romero all those classic 60s batman series also new in the world of star trek you have parts one and two of picard for the episode into arcadia ego and also the women of trek series continues with burnham from discovery and also soji from picard the women of trek series is beautiful everything has like a nice glittery background and it's gonna look so good in a display case on your jacket on your vest shirts, uh, put them through your ears. I don't really care. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do with these. Also, don't forget about those fan danglers, (laughs) just because I love saying fan danglers. I forgot to order some. That's what I meant to do this week. Matter of fact, I'm going to go order some right now. And what I'm going to do is at checkout, I'm going to enter the discount code five year mission. That is the number five and then all caps year mission, five year mission. I'm going to get 10% off my entire order. And so can you fansets our pins have character and we thank them for sponsoring five year mission, the podcast. where can people find you online if they want to if they want to find you doing things
1: oh my gosh uh you can follow me on twitter and instagram at joe bates comedy or you can just send me a friend request on on facebook joe bates i uh i go in twitter spurts i do uh instagram story now where i uh, if you like gambling i do best bets you've been doing if a lot you, of this if you picked every one of my uh, bets so far you would be up so i, I did the math today i did the math this but uh no and uh yeah no i i I do stupid little shows and i do stand up and everything so and check out entertainment federation wrestling that andy mentioned that's a really good podcast uh it's on spotify youtube uh itunes all that stuff it's uh, it's just the best it's a fake wrestling promotion it's all characters it's all very well produced by cal forbes really Um, is it sounds like you're actually at a wrestling ring we have a tag team it's a father-son tag team but the dad never shows up (laughs) Uh, so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love that so much. And oh, if you like stand up comedy, uh, I have an album that came out in January called Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates by Joe Bates. It went number one on iTunes. Which the trick is, you don't really need to sell that many to do that. Uh, true. <laughs> you can game the system. It's pretty easy. But I didn't. I didn't game it. I. It was bought no. by people who liked it. Yes. So I, I would it. Uh, check it out. It's really. It's a very strange and weird weird album. And uh, I'm headlining the Comedy Attic, March twenty uh, sixth twenty seventh. Co headlining with Alex Price. With Alex Price,
0: mm-hmm. and yet yet another guy I'm I'm thinking about getting on this podcast, considering it'll really piss off his roommate. Who's oh, dude, really yeah, yeah. he Alex actually would be really good on this. You know, uh, yeah. yeah, he would be good on the show. So yeah, if you're in Bloomington, Indiana, March twenty sixth and twenty seventh, he said. Mm-hmm. Bloomington, Indiana, the Comedy Attic. That that's a that's a great room too.
1: Yeah, it's I I surprisingly still available. Ooh! <laughs> During a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> well,
1: Joe, it was great having you on. I'm glad Thanks you could be Andy. our our
0: first comedian guest. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll start with when you the when you run out some...
1: when you run out of comics. I'll come back and uh, I'll do the circle Florida back bit. around. <laughs> we'll have you watch the
0: uh, pregnant Florida man next time around. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your hands in a bowl and get get pregnant. Yeah, we'll just do threshold again. <laughs> just revisit threshold yeah revisit well, I think we've We're, upon second enough. viewing is it any better no
1: oh, oh it's great having you Joe <laughs> but thanks again man this is really cool it's kind of it's always fun to talk about stuff I uh, I don't really know much about and you guys are super smart about it so and Star and Trek you- fans you guys are great I love Picard he's my favorite I totally get it uh, they steal <laughs> a lot of things from Orville but that's okay that's fine <laughs> all right
0: we're out of here kids join us next time goodbye see ya doodles
2: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fiverr Mission, the podcast. If any of you are interested in listening to more of our music, you can check us out on YouTube or Spotify or iTunes or pretty much anywhere that you can listen to music. Just search for 5-Year Mission and we should be the first thing that comes up. If you would like to contact us in regards to the podcast or anything else that you want to talk to us about, you can email us at 5 gmail.com. And for more information about the band, you can go
0: to 5-YearMission.net and also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
1: 5-Year Mission, the podcast, is a production of Coconut Media Works executive producers bill smith and dan davidson for more great star trek discussion discover the other shows of the trek geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in apple podcasts spotify or your favorite podcast app